0: excited because I get to preach today. Woohoo! Yeah, that would have been your chance to cheer as well, but that's all right. You missed it. No, 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 no. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Get your Bibles and turn to uh, the book of Luke, and we'll get there in just a moment. Luke chapter 4, and if you're using an iPad or an iPhone or you poor people have to use Androids, and that's fine. Go right ahead. And just, baby, I have your phone somehow. Here, give this to Kristen when she comes back. Yeah, just thank you. I'm glad you move faster than my sons do, Kev. That's awesome. So don't forget, this week we have first Wednesday worship. It's 7 p.m. 21 days of devotion. Prayer and fasting begins on next week. We'll go for 21 days. And we'll be talking about that, what that means. There will be some people that will do a a fast from food. Other people are going to fast a certain type of food. Some people are fasting media. Whatever it is for you that's going to say, I'm going to devote this time to God and to his work and to his will. Whatever that takes for you to do, that's what that's going to be about. And we're going to be giving you things throughout the week that are going to help you Uh, each morning. uh, We're going to help you be able to do 21 minutes every day. Uh, that you can set aside 21 minutes uh, for prayer, 21 minutes, I mean, for worship and for reading. And um, that's not a lot of time, 21 minutes for you to say, every day I'm going to set this time aside for God, and we're going to be helping you walk through that. And then also, some of you have been asking how you can be a part of the hills. Uh, mark this on your calendar or write it down in your hand or tattoo it somewhere if you have to. Next Steps night is Wednesday. January the 21st. Everybody say the 21st, Wednesday night, Next Steps night. So this tells you the vision, the values, the culture points, um, how you can get connected and how you can get involved. I am so excited about 2015. So get in on the ground floor of what God is doing. We're starting a new teaching theme today entitled 2015, the year of dot, dot, dot. Or the year of, what is that dot, dot, dot call? Can anybody tell me? Say it. Ellipses. Yeah, that's right. 2015, the year of ellipses. I don't know who he was, but it's going to be awesome. King ellipses. That sounds like somebody that would be king ellipses. 2015, the year of dot, dot, dot. I really believe that this is going to be a teaching theme that's going to set us on track for the great things that God has for us. Now, those of you that have been around the hills, you've heard me say this before. Everybody look at me. You've heard me say this before. The very first message of any series that we do is always the hardest for the pastor. It's always because you're introducing it. I'm trying to get you sold on the fact. Once we get into the second and third week, it's easy. The first one is always tough. Chris can tell you, I go home exhausted, just like that was tough, trying to plow new ground. Well, then can you imagine teaching the first message of a series on the first Sunday of the year? So, Gwen, I'm going to need your help today, all right? I'm going to need some of you to lean in with me, all right? Let's get in there. Let's lean forward. Tell your neighbor, say, lean forward. Get your notes out. Get your amen ready. Let's go today. Here's the exciting thing. I'm not going to preach long. Ah, yeah. Hey, we're glad to have the Barnes family, Calvin and Brynn and their family. Yeah. They were here with us for a while and then went uh, moved off to go into ministry. And in Arkansas now, And man, God's doing some great things. And your beard is huge. And red. This is the year. You ever notice that every year gets named something? This is the year of. So according to the Chinese, this is the year of the sheep. This is the year of the sheep. Just in case you didn't get that, you can see what a sheep looks like. The Washington Post reported this in May of 2014. For the past few weeks, couples all over China have been trying desperately to conceive, racing against time to have a baby in the lucky year of the horse. Their reasoning, no one wants a baby born in 2015, the dreaded year of the sheep. Sheep are meek creatures raised for nothing more than slaughter. Babies born in the year of the sheep, therefore, will grow up to be followers rather than leaders, according to some superstitions. The children are destined for heartbreak and failed marriages. And they will be un- <laughs> unlucky in business. Are y'all getting excited about this year? Many Chinese believe. One popular folk saying holds that only one out of 10 people born in the year of the sheep finds happiness. So, those of you that are pregnant and going to have babies in 2015, yay. For those of you that had your baby in 2014, you should celebrate right now because you have mighty stallions. The year of the sheep. The UN, the United Nations declared that this is the year of light. The International Year of Light is a global initiative that was adopted by the United Nations to raise awareness of how optical technologies promote sustainable development and provide. And the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences agreed with this. Because they awarded the Nobel Prize for Physics in 2014 to these three men right here who developed LED lighting, which has literally changed the world. So the Chinese say that this is the year of the sheep. The UN says that this is the year of light. Pope Francis declared that 2015 is the year of the consecrated life. I agree with that one. Home and Garden Association named 2015 the year of the sunflower. The Food and Agriculture Organization named 2015 the year of the soil. And the ASCO Global named 2015 the year of the color copper orange. So now you know what this year is going to hold. Can I get an amen today for the color copper orange? Here's what it seems to me. It seems to me that everybody names the year what they want that year to be. It seems to me that everybody names the year what they need that year to be. Of course, the Home and Garden Association is going to name it the year of the sunflower. They're the Home and Garden Association. And of course, the, the food and ag organization is going to name it the year of the soil. That's what they do. So I have a feeling that I'm going to name the year the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to name it the year of Ragsdale gets six-pack abs without working for him. I mean, if we can just do it, I'm going to name it the year that Ragsdale gets a Mercedes G-Wagon, just roll, roll, rolls out, and it's just waiting on me, just all black with tinted windows. And I get in it with my six-pack abs, and there's a lottery ticket that someone just left in there And I'm now suddenly Ragsdale the billionaire. Anybody receive that? Is that the way we name it? Look, we all name our year. You probably already started, haven't you? You started naming this year. 2015 is going to be my year. This is going to be the year that I get ahead. This is going to be the year that I get noticed. This is going to be the year that I get more. This is going to be the year that I get mine. How many have said it? This is the year of me. Raise your hand. Just be honest. Okay, this is the year of me. And some of you say, this is the year of us. This is going to be our year. This is going to be the year that we get that first round draft pick because our football team was so bad. This is the year that we're going to have all of our players healthy, thank God. This is the year we're going to win state. This is the year we're going to break all sales records. This is the year that we're going to double or triple in attendance. This is our year. Our This is the year that I eat better. This is the year that I get out of debt. This is the year that I improve my relationships, that our marriage is healthy. This is the year that I make better grades. This is the year that I read more. This is the year that I get in shape. By the way, we heard this the other day, round is a shape. So some of us are in shape right now. This is the year I'm going to spend more time with family. This is the year I get closer to God. This is the year I get in his word more. This is the year I'm going to give more. The year I'm going to serve more. The year I'm going to love more. This is the year. And we just keep naming them and naming them and naming them. But how many times have our years that we have named not live up to the what we named them? Can I get more than a Gwen Amen this morning? How many have named a whole bunch of years that have not lived up to the name you gave it? Raise your hand. This is the year I'm going to. This is the year we're going to. This is the year that this is going to happen. And the reason is because we do not have the authority to name the year. That right belongs to only one. Luke chapter 4 and verse 16. And so he being Jesus, came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Man, I could stop right there and talk about going to church. Jesus, it was his custom to go to church. I want to encourage you this year to make it your custom to go to church. And I'm going to tell you something else. Show up on time at church. Why not even be a little early? Because there's some people you could greet on Sunday. Well, I've already gone to preaching real quick. It was his custom to show up at church on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And so the way this works is anytime there was a rabbi, a visiting rabbi, when he would show up at the synagogue... Because the temple, they were forbidden to go to the temple because, because they were in slavery at that time. They were in captivity. And so since they couldn't really go to the temple, they created these synagogues that they could go to. And so there was these local synagogues all over. And so when a rabbi would show up at a synagogue, they would say, well, come on. You have a word, come read. And so Jesus shows up, his fame has gone about. He's been healing people, setting people free. All this stuff is, he's ministering all over the place. He shows up and they go, well, we need to hear from you. And so Jesus stands up to read and they hand in the book of the prophet Isaiah. I'm not sure if it was the day to read from Isaiah or if he chose that. I like to think that it was just the day and he happened to show up on that day led by the Holy Spirit. And he opened the book of Isaiah, and he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And then he closed the book. Gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And this is when he said, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus is the only one with the authority to say what year it is. The only one. The only one. Not the UN, not the Chinese. Not you, not me, not some preacher, not some politician. Jesus Christ is the only one who has all authority in heaven and earth and has the power to declare a year to be a certain year. Now, when you go back and you read this scripture, Jesus, the first thing he says is, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Now, how many were raised in a spirit-filled church? Raise your hand. you raised some type of charismatic Pentecostal. Raise your hand. All right. So y'all know we love that mess right there, don't we? The spirit is upon me. Man, I mean, we used to live for that, just get the spirit. That's all I guess. get the spirit on me. That was just the way that it was. But we forgot why the Spirit of God was upon us. We would just get to the, I just want to feel the Spirit. Just want to feel the Spirit. Want to know the Spirit is there. Want to feel it. Jesus says, the Spirit is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The Holy Spirit only moves upon us when we are anointed to do something. That word anointed means set aside, set apart for God's purpose. And so let me just say something. Those of you that are looking for your purpose in life, especially you young ones, let me tell you something. Find that thing that moves you. What is that thing that makes your belly button buzz a little bit? You know what I mean? That thing that just kind of, ooh, man, I like, when I talk about that, when I think about that, I spoke with a, with a young lady here in this room uh, several weeks ago about, about what she's going to do with her life. And and then another two or three actually young people in this church that today that I've talked about this lately, what are you going to do? And I always try to tell them, find that thing that you're passionate about, and then if you can make money doing that, that's the sweet life. If you can ever get your passion and your prosperity to go together. Man, that's the perfect life that you could ever live right there. Find that thing. For those of you that are already working in another field, I would encourage you to find a way to get to a place that you can either volunteer, serve, get yourself to a place financially where you can start doing the things that you're passionate about. Because then and only then are you going to be living the life that God wants you to live a good word. Amen, Ragsdale. That's a good word. Receive that. Chris and I look at each other all the time and say, this is the greatest life, right? This is the greatest life. Even when it's hard and even when it's tough and even when you feel like you're not doing a good job or you feel deserted or rejected or you, you feel like you had the lowest attendance in the history of the hills or whatever it is, even then we look at one another and we're like, we're doing what we're called to do and we get paid for it. That's crazy. Now, for those of you who are a little bitter right now because you're not doing that, let me encourage you to find a way to get to a place that you can fulfill the passions in your life. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, and then he begins to go in and list the things that he's anointed to do. Stop right there. Let me say something to you. Always try to operate in your anointing. Once you step out of the things that God has called you to do, that's when you get in trouble. Find those things that you know that God is with you when you're doing them. Now, I'm speaking a good word right now for somebody. Find those things that you know you're good at. No, there's no conceit in that. Kind of, I am good at this. I know that when I'm doing this, I am good at it because God and I are working together to make this thing happen. Find those things. And if you look at Jesus' ministry, he never stepped out of these things. They would try to get him to do things. You're like, nope, I'm not going to do that because I am anointed to do things this, preach the gospel to the poor, to send me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about those things that he he just declared, brokenhearted, liberty. Some of you that have lived in bondage are going to be set free in the next several weeks. Because of the word that God's going to bring and because of the spirit of truth that is going to move in your life. How many received receive that this morning? Only Jesus has the authority to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And what that means is this. Even if it wasn't the acceptable year, as soon as Jesus says it is, it becomes. Even if things are in recession and things look bad and things look terrible, doesn't matter. When Jesus steps in and says, all right, I know things look bad, but I am saying that this is the year, the entire year changes its name to do what Jesus wants it to do. His authority over time began when he created time. Genesis 1 and 3, then God said, let there be light and there was light and God saw the light was good. And then he separated the light from the darkness, and God called the light day and the darkness night. And the evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day. And at that moment, he had authority over time. Psalms 118, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Look at your neighbor and say this. It's his day. Some of you aren't looking at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. And said, it's his day because he made it. So let me encourage you today. Give it back to him. It's his day. Give it back to him. The the, the psalmist says, it's his day. We're going to rejoice and be glad in it. Let me ask you something. Out of your 365 days in your year, how many of them do do you fully rejoice and are glad in? Let's stop and think about that because it's easy to talk about the year, right? 2015, going to be a good year. And then Monday shows up. And as the old guy said, the problem with life is it's just so daily. If it was yearly, I'm good with that. But daily, man, you wake up every day and you got to do it again. And how many of you all worked out this week? For the first time, don't raise your hand. You worked out this week for the first time in a long time, and then next week it's going to show back up. Oh, we got to do it again? I thought it was just one day. No, it's daily. How many days do you and I wake up and go, I'm rejoicing, and I'm glad in this day? Many of us don't. Why? Because we take the day back. We hold on to the day, we try to work it out, we try to manipulate it, we try to maneuver it, we try to do our thing in that day, figure it out, plan it out, stress it out, worry it out, and if we're not worrying enough, we find somebody else to help us worry, and then we got mad because they're not worrying enough. How can you not be upset? It's Monday! How do I get to a place that I am rejoicing and I am glad It's by telling God it's your day, you made it, deal with it. It's your day. You work this thing out. Every day is his day, Jody. And if every day is his day, then every week is his week. And if every week is his week, then every month is his month. And if every month is his month, then every quarter is his quarter. And if every quarter, you get the idea, right? Say it with me. Every year is his year. used to say it all the time. They used to call it the year of the Lord. And you'll hear it every once in a while when they're doing something fancy, right? In the 2015th year of our Lord. That's when you know you better listen up because the most time it's accompanied with classical music and something important is about to be said. But when you look that up, you know B.C. and A.D., right? B.C. stands for before Christ from the English abbreviation, before Christ, hence B.C. But the word A.D. do not mean after dead. So most people believe. They think that B.C. means before Christ, and A.D. means after he died, after dead. But in reality, B.C. is from an English word. A.D. comes from a Latin word, anno domini, which means the year of our Lord. So B.C. was before Christ, A.D. is the year of our Lord. So A.D. 1806, the year of our Lord. A.D. 1999, the year of our Lord. 2000, the year of our Lord. 2014, the year of our Lord. 2015, the year of our Lord. This is more than just symbols on the Gregorian calendar, y'all. This is truth. This is real. It's his year. His year. Revelation says this. I am the Alpha. Revelations 22 and 13. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He doesn't just know the beginning from the end. He is the beginning and the end the whole thing. I was there when you were not there. I'll be there when you're not here. I'm, I am all this. I love how the message reads it. I am A to Z, the first and the final beginning and the conclusion. He is the finishing factor of everything. And everything was made by him and through him, the Bible says. Matter of fact, through Jesus, the entire universe is held together. That's what the Scripture says. And for some reason, we think we got to do 2015 by ourselves. When there is all of eternity, and in the middle of all of eternity, there's a little eyelash. And that would be a million years. And we think for some reason, he doesn't know what's going on now. Or he doesn't understand where we are or what we're walking through or how bad last year was. And so our faith has to be built up. And I don't know if I can get my faith strong enough for 2015 because of how bad 2014 was. Don't put your faith in 2014. Put your faith in the God of right now and yesterday and tomorrow. Those of you battling with depression and anxiety and fear Look, I know where you are. Our family knows where you are. There are people in this room that know what you're walking through. I'm gonna tell you the secret. Don't put your faith in today, tomorrow, yesterday, anybody, any medication. Look, you need people, and yes, you probably need some medication, but don't put your faith in that. Put your faith in what God has spoken over you, that his word is life, And truth Man The first Sunday of 2015 And we're already rolling Jeremiah 29 And 11 For I know the plans I have for you Declares the Lord Plans to prosper you and not to harm you Plans to give you a hope And a future My favorite word in that entire passage Is the third one Say it loud Say it. Come on, you didn't know if that, you're like, count one, two, three, is that, I don't know if I said. it. Yeah, that one, no. On the count of three, everybody say it loud. One, two, three. No. Don't you love that? I know. It's like God doesn't have to research what he's going to do with you, Danny. He doesn't have to go back and go, like, when you mess up, you make a mistake, you don't do what you said you were going to do. God doesn't have to go back and go, oh, what was I going to do with Danny? I forgot. She got out of my will for a minute. Now, oh man, what do I do now? Now he knows the plans he has for you. Our mistakes and mess-ups don't mess up God. He's a big God. He's a great God. Let me encourage you on the first Sunday of this year. God is a big God. He's got great plans for you. And his plans for you are bigger and greater than your plans for you. I don't know Why? We wouldn't want the man with a plan to plan our life. Why? I just get, I'm going to tell you what I get so tired of. You just got to submit to the will of God. Does that bother anybody? First of all, I'm about done with the word submitting. I'm about ready for the word committing. Because submitting is this. Okay, I'm just going to submit to it. I don't want you to submit to it. I want you to commit to it commit your ways to the lord step in be fired up be all in be a part of the team what i don't want to do it but i'm gonna do it because the word says so. what is that who wants to hang out with those kind of teammates who wants to be with that kind of spouse Who wants to pastor those kind of people? Who wants to parent those kind of kids? Who wants to teach those kind of students? Who wants to boss those kind of employees? I'm just going to submit. Come on, it's God's will. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? The plan of God, the will of God, the one who just spoke a word and all of eternity just just flourished in life. I'm going to submit. No, I want all of it. I don't want to submit to it. I want you to take over me. I don't want to just suddenly give you my permission to take over my life. No, I want you to consume me. I don't know what I'm doing. I've messed up everything I've ever touched. What I want you to do is take my life and make it what you want it to be. Mic drop. Come play something so I'll be quiet. Just come on. Come play. Come, Elliot. Isaiah 46 and 10. I told you I wasn't going to preach long. Isaiah 46 and 10. Look at this. Man, I love this. I'm going to cry when I read it. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. And everything I plan will come to pass because I do whatever I want to. Does that rock your world? I do what I want to. I am so tired of us talking about just letting God have permission. He's God. Don't give him permission. He's God. the only reason we have the right to tell him yes or no is because by his grace, he has given us a period and a dispensation where he has given his will over to us. But the Bible says, seek him while he may be found, because listen to me, there's going to be a day that you get no say so, that I have no say so. And it's going to be completely his will and his way. So I recommend right now, while he can be found, get your heart right. Get your life right. Man, I love every single person in this room. This Chris and I have prayed over this year. we've seen your faces and so many of you that are seeking after God and going after God just praying that he shows up and blows up in your life because he he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But for those of you that are not seeking him and you're just complacent, listen, don't feel any guilt by what I'm saying. I'm not trying to condemn. I want to spur you on to good works as the Bible says. Listen to me. Don't wait for us to beg and plead or something tragic to happen in your life for you to get the things right. There is such greatness in you. There is such amazingness. Oh, oh, amazingness, not even a word, but we're going to use it anyway. Just so incredible. The greatest songs have yet to be written and they're sitting right here in this room. You think seven million views on a cover song is something for God? That is the tip of the iceberg what God wants to do. There are songs that will be written by people whose rear ends are on these seats that will change the world. Listen to what I'm saying to you. There are business strategies in this room right now. You don't even know them yet. You haven't even written them out on a napkin yet. But it's going to happen, and they're going to change the way we do business. There are management styles that are going to change the industry of this city, the way we do things. There are things that God has not even downloaded to us as a church yet that are going to change the way people do church. Listen, I'm telling you, in this room, there are ideas God's going to give teachers that are going to help kids learn better. There are inventions, there are strategies God's going to give you to help you parent your troubled children. Right here, in this place but not as long as we're trying to figure out, not as long as we're trying to squeeze out everything we get. No, it's going to happen when we lay everything we have fully at his feet and say, I have no right over my own life. Forgive me for being prideful and for putting a Heisman up, a stiff arm up to everyone that tries to direct me and correct me and coach me. Forgive me. Let me have a servant heart. And be open to your will and to your way because only you have the words of eternal life only you I love when Jesus turned to the disciples and everybody was leaving he said y'all want to go too and they said to whom would we go only you have the words of eternal life why would we leave this come on grab hold of the hem of his garment today Sit in his lap this morning. Snuggle up next to him. Let him speak words of life over you. Let him give you strength. Let him give you energy. And not just tonight, but in the morning. And Tuesday morning and Wednesday morning and 2016 and 2025 and 2050. Just get in his lap and hang out there. Let him direct your ways. How many receive that word this morning? Do you receive it today? Just open it up, poke it in there. Let's stand.